Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. What's good, everybody? We are back. It is your boy Gerard and your girl Gabby. Episode 67 of the Kicks and Shit Show. Ooh, that was like... Like that is a little... I had like a little like uh, rotating... What's the op- opposite of crescendo? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, what is the opposite of crescendo? I don't know. But uh, anyway, Gabby, what is going on in those sunny streets 
<laughs> I know, Gerard. I mean, it's the time of year where, like, I can't believe it's not even 7 o'clock yet. The sun is setting mm. uh, on a wonderful summer. Mm. Um, every time I hear, bah, 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 I now think of you. So oh, look at that. I was online at Flight Club Ooh. over the weekend. Yeah, your girl was out in the sneaker they sh- streets. They, they shot the air horn at you out of, out of Flight Club? No, we just were towards the front of the line, and then I was like, "You guys, you're almost there." Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> and I was like, "Beef in the streets." Did the did the people happened. online appreciate your air horn? They absolutely appreciated it. They were here for it. <laughs> it was funny because they were like in line to get in the store, which I don't know. I why sneakers got to be so trendy? You know, I mean, mm. a line on a Sunday night at flight well, especially club, flight club, nothing yeah. has launched yeah. like. Yeah. Come on. I mean, yeah. it moved very quickly. It was very well organized. Shouts to Flight Club. But like, yeah, I'm like, you should not be in there. No, I, I'm not. I'm not a, a haterade judger like that. At least not out loud. But um, <laughs> you were quietly judging some folks. <laughs> but yeah, the people that were leaving were that were behind us in line. They were like going to leave. They were like, oh, we're online. I'm like, we're literally like three people from the front of the line, and their Uber or someone else got in their Uber, so they right. came back, and I was like, welcome back. Bah, 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 bah. It was really <laughs> And I was like, you know, the girl had like the Louis that I'm I'm trying to cop. Okay. It was like okay. they were like for the culture. So I was here for that. All right, all right. Let's look at you out there doing our first uh sort of test at feats in the streets. Yeah, like it was it. very interesting though. I mean, I you know, we always love a white glove experience. Um white <laughs> glove had a plastic glove experience. Okay. But didn't didn't want anybody's oils messing up the sneakers, hand oils. I mean, yeah, I yeah. had clean hands, but I do appreciate that. I also <laughs> like it's very interesting. Now that sneaker culture has become so much more mainstream and so much more mm. trendy. Mm. You know how I feel about sometimes the perception that I get for people who don't know me if I'm mm-hmm. rocking a pair of ones and right. just like walking around in the universe, right? right so right. I was like, can I try in a pair of shoes? And the girl looks at me like, it's, I'm like, I'm not gonna ask you for the Travis Scott ones. I'm not gonna put on like the pair of like royal <laughs> right. satins or yeah, the right, right, right. breads or the trophy room. Right, like, you're asking for like a generic pair. Right, I'm like, can I try on a, a pair that's similar to what I'm wearing? Like right, a right, reasonably right. priced sneaker. Right. But I don't know. I mean, it was nice being back in a store, I will say. Mm. How were they in terms of the overall COVID protocol? Was it like letting They were us... on point. Okay. They were on point. It was everybody mask up. Cool, cool. Uh, gloves for everything that you touched. Everything was plastic wrapped. You got a quick temperature check upon going in. Okay. All right. And the line was there, I think, mostly to regulate the amount of people that were in the space. Yep, so. Yep, yep. I appreciated that. I mean, overall, it was a great experience. I still think, you know, and I, I love Flight Club. I love going to see sneakers in real life, too, because I don't think photos of kicks always translate, right? True, so true. that's what sometimes is, is the the risk that we take if we're buying sneakers online, Especially right? Especially when like, you're looking at color, right? Because the color sometimes doesn't quite, you're like, mm, I mean, know. the rabbit leather is a prime example <laughs> of that. Yes. Every picture, it looked like it was a different color. And sometimes yeah. you just kind of have to roll the dice, go for a pair of kicks, and hope for the best. Or if you you think you might like them, even if you're not sure, you just got to make a play for them. It, you know, it's it was nice to see some of the kicks that I was looking at. I'm like working on my list. Okay, um, right. I will say the the resale on some of them is still a little higher than what I would, would like. Say. You know yep, which yep. pair I'm specifically talking about. I'm trying to not mention them again on this episode. All good. We know. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Running with the ocean. Oh, uh, yeah. We, we get it. We, we, <laughs> we get it. <laughs> Well, what's going on in the streets for you, Drod? Well, um, nothing quite as exciting as long lines at Flight Club. Um, but, you know, I am, like you, lamenting is maybe too strong a word, but sort of, you know, 
anticipating the end of summer and the change into the fall season. I'm I'm not anti-fall. Like I, I actually quite enjoy fall and I, I enjoy the winter. I talked to you about the my favorite six weeks of the calendar year are actually from my birthday, birthday through New Year's Eve, right? Like those That's six right. weeks, which happen to be end of November through uh end of December. So I like that time of year. Um and I generally like the fall. It's more you know, as it's a change, right? And generally speaking, as humans, we don't really love change, right? It's not really, it's not our jam, right? Um, so it's, you know, it's even though it's not happening anytime soon, it's the idea of, oh, beach, that's really done, not going to be done, right? Not going to be doing, unless you get on a plane and fly to some exotic place, which, you know, given the, uh, <laughs> the current state of the world, probably not going to be happening this winter. Um, you know, that's, that's, so I'm, I've been thinking about that a little bit, but not all terrible news. Also, good things happening, right? NBA training camps start next month. Crazy. Uh, football season, college football's already begun. NFL starts uh, very soon, uh, next week. You know, it's 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 busy times out here. So, from that standpoint, exciting. Also, in the world of uh, popular culture, and this will take us into our, our discussion about some things I've seen out in the news and in the culture, or in popular culture. I'm going to say the culture, in popular culture. Very different thing. So, Sunday morning, um, the long-awaited Kanye West 10th studio album, Donda, released. <laughs> after after three, <laughs> three listening parties, two in Atlanta, one in Chicago. Him living in a stadium, <laughs> catching on fire, having the Kardashian clan in their full outfits that match him multiple times. I mean, is this a just a press scam or do you think this is really part of the creative process? Well, because with Kanye, you never know. And that's funny because that's what I want to talk about, right? Like it. Anything with him, I think, is always so complex and complicated, right? Because I think he is a complex individual, like, just from the standpoint of any of these artists, creative types are like that, right? And he, we've heard him say this before, he views himself as among, if not just of this era, the most influential people of all time, right? And so if we're being honest, the receipts kind of back it up, right? It's not, I mean, yes, he is boasting about it, but the receipts suggest that, right? Like, he's an extremely influential figure in popular culture, right? Obviously, we know what he's done in music, not just his own work, but we know the production work he's done for numerous other uh, other artists. Um, you know, obviously, his work in sneakers and fashion, of course. Like, he, you know, he sees himself on that very highly elevated level. So, yes, I, I've said this for a long time. I would say once we got past the trilogies, the, the college trilogy, um, and we headed towards 808s and Heartbreaks. Once we got to around that point, I feel like he was becoming full-on performance art. And, you know, and it might have even been a little bit before that. I'll probably yeah. blow in the dark tour. He might have even started with like, all right, I'm going full-on performance art now. I totally agree with you. That was like the first time I actually got to see Kanye live was the Glow in the Dark tour. Amazing tour. He came out an hour late. And at a certain <laughs> point when you're at MSG, if you go past the time of the last train, everybody's making OT. Uh, OT, uh -huh. OT. You know uh -huh. what I mean? And so, <laughs> But I will say it. the way that he took the stage and was out there by himself and had this whole like literally like a performance stage, like a set to a, a play, to a show mm -hmm. built. I mean, I thought it was really unique and beautiful. And there's not many people that can pull that off. 
And I'm not saying he's out here gonna about to win like an Oscar for his acting <laughs> skills, but it, it really was like a performance art piece yeah, instead yeah. of just being a good performer. Like I've, yeah. I've seen people like a Justin Timberlake, don't judge me. Um, yeah. No, it's fine. That are, or a Beyonce that are known for their performance, but mm-hmm. there's a difference between that and a true performance, performance art. artist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. where it's like mm-hmm. almost like that abstract, like I mm-hmm. feel like if Kanye, they had videos of his shows 50 years from now at the Whitney Museum. Mm-hmm. That would not surprise you. You'd be like, oh, not okay. even a little bit, right? right? Because it's that type of, inst- it's almost like he's an installation and he's a part of that. Well said. Like he's an installation. I, I like what you did there. No. And so that's, so that's kind of what, how I see it. Now, you know, of course he's controversial. You know, there's the, the red MAGA hat, there's all the things, right? But strictly in terms of, the work that he produces, again, I am in the camp of he is one of the most influential artists, like not just of, just of this generation, but again, I think history will suggest like, oh, this guy, what he does with genre bending sampling and the way he mixes tonalities and sounds, like it's really interesting stuff. Now, music has this thing, as you know, is subjective, right? That just It just is. Something that sounds good to your ear may not sound good to my ear and someone else and whatever and whatever, right? And that is what it is. But I really enjoy looking at the work he does from a, a critical perspective because I'm like, you know, while this is not, in my mind, um, a, as good a representation of where he is in his life as, say, my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy um, was at that time, yeah. this, this Donda piece is representative of where he is in his life, right? There is, it starts sort of, very declarative and very clear that some decisions have been made, but it ends kind of in a very messy, like sort of undeclared state, right? With those part twos at the end and it's 27 songs long. And so a lot of things that kind of make people automatically like, "Ugh, I want no part of this. Get me away. Get me away. But there are things on there that I'm like, Oh, this sounds good. And so anyway, I just think it, it, anything that he does is, is always interesting. Um, And I think, you know, like any sort of uh, real true artist that's looking to push boundaries, like that's where it's going to go, right? And I think that's the challenge with music because music is art, right? And for so many people, it's like, I used to have, you know, I had someone uh, in my life who used to say, when I go to a show, I want to hear the music the way it sounds on the album, right? Like that's how they want, they want, I mean, no, no, but I'm not judging, but that's, that's how some people want it, right? Like, how it was produced on the album, that's how they want to hear it when they go to the show. Of course. That's what they're expecting. Right? But, you know, <laughs> there are people who don't, a lot of performance, a lot of artists who really are about the performance and really true musicians don't often play it that way, right? Like, they will ad-lib, they will freestyle, they will, you know, if it's a band, they may go on a jam a little bit longer in a certain section, whatever it may be. And so for me, I enjoy that piece of it where it's like, ooh, what are we getting? Like, and it may not sound good, and that's fine. I might be like, all right, but I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, it's trash. And, you know, anytime things like this come out and it's someone like Kanye that's polarizing, the Internet goes crazy, right? And it's like everyone's willing to decide, is this a classic? Is it a I'm like, the album's been out for less than 24 hours. I was going to say, meanwhile, I'm like, Donda Estas, the album. Let's just listen to it first, everybody, and then we'll decide. Right? People out here trying to make, like, grand claims. and But that's also the Internet and social media era that we yes. live in. It's like, guys. Let some shit breathe for a while. It's okay to not have a thought about it for six months. Or it's okay to not have a thought period about it. That's also fine. (laughs) 
But I think to your to your point, right? Like some of the best music, some of the best TV shows, movies, it's how they age. It's not just how they are upon mm-hmm. release. release, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know obviously like Miseducation of Lauren Hill, for mm-hmm. example, one of the mm-hmm. greatest albums of all time, in my opinion. Um, I think, you know, like there was like doo the poppy songs, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. then there was like so much more to unpack. Mm-hmm. 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 That like the more you listen to it, and like that's still something I'll put on. Sure, today, sure. Right? It's just it, it's held the test of time. I think you know there's always like the poppy songs that are going to be the releases, the first single. But mm-hmm. usually, what's really good and the real meat of an album is everything else. So yeah, no doubt. I'm curious to your point, like how it's going to marinate. Let it yeah. let it sit in the fridge for a few days. Exactly. <laughs> get the sauce into the meat. It's, and, and then yeah. let's revisit it. And, and it's okay to not have a thought about it. Like, it's really cool. You don't need to run on the internet and be like, I didn't waste my time with that trash. It's like, it's cool, guys. I, mean, I think like, that's true about most things. <laughs> right. You're right. Like That okay. everybody runs the internet. Like, I know if there's something I want to watch, <laughs> where do I not run to? The internet. The internet. <laughs> Correct. Exactly. <laughs> yes. I, I'm with you. Like, if there's a movie I want to see or whatever, I nope. avoid all criticism about it or whatever. And when I say criticism, I don't mean the internet. I mean actual scholarly criticism. Yeah, I don't pay attention. Better from your phone. No, no. And then I watch it myself and I make my own. And then that's what you can do, folks. You can watch, listen, consume for yourself and make your own informed opinion. It's not that difficult. Um, anyway, and, and the final thing I'll say is, is that um, to me, the way I look at, and this is his 10th studio album, I look at it as the... The albums to me all, it's an arc, right? And it's an arc of his life. Like that's, that's each album is representative of a portion in his life. And mm-hmm. I think this album is representative of where he is. Um, now <laughs> you can say, well, he's not in a great place. So, well, th- that could be he's very well true. Have a great album. Right. Exactly. And, and, that could, and you could also make that correlation and say, that. this is not good. Right. And that's reflective of that. But that's, that's how I view it. Right. It's representative of where he's in his life. Um, so anyway, that's the Kanye Westby sticking in the, Sort of. Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turned podcast producer. And I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then, it's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me, I promise. But maybe it happens. ButcherBox takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. 
Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Kanye West family or, Are you we know. head north or east? <laughs> I see what you did there. This is more like adjacent. Um, okay. Something, I know this is back to our, our Bally Week, right? Which is sneaker um, and different clothing lines and, and releases and stuff like that. Have you, and I, I know you have, been paying attention to the Ivy Park releases for Adidas. And I find it so fascinating because every time it pops up on my Adidas thing, it's like, oh, like, but it's not like. I never get those alerts, though. So whatever you're doing, I mean, you're more of a man of the ladies than I am, apparently, <laughs> because I never get those alerts. Well, luckily for Ivy Park, they do also make things for men. But, you know, they, they, it, most of the things are, it's a predominantly women line or the unisex things. I think it's interesting because uh, Beyonce, like, remember when it, the first, like, a release, right? Those huge big boxes got sent to, like, I mean, I wouldn't even say they were influencers. I mean, okay, yes, they are influencers in the sense that they're people who are popular that people will follow. But they're not, like, you know, Jimmy influencer down the street. It's, like, fucking Reese Witherspoon and, like, you know, celebrities. Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> right? I mean, like, it's funny. I was actually working at the PR firm at the time that was doing the Ivy Park launch. Okay. And a lot of that was around celebrity. And I think the way that, you know, Instagram and social media has changed for me is that if you want to maybe have, like, a news piece about it. Mm-hmm. Celebrities help. Yes. But when it comes to actually buying and talking about it, like the true engagement doesn't come from the celebrity. It comes from people that are styling it, using it in their everyday life. Even if it's not a full fit, if it's like a piece here and there, I mean, full fits are also great, you know, Mm -hmm. head to toe. We don't like to mix all of our brands, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting the way that the line has transformed because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And what I find interesting is like, so the latest one was like her rodeo collection, right? And I'm, and I'm pulling it up on my phone and there are pieces that are still available and qu- quite a lot to be, to be quite honest with you. And I wonder, you know, on the one hand, it's quote unquote bad for Adidas because there's, you know, you're doing these, these releases and there's a lot of the, of the items are available, but good, right? I think for people who want to consume it i mean it's not for me but you know people who are out there because what is the thing we always talk about oh these coveted releases come out there's like five items and then we can't get them and whatever i kind of like the fact that if you are because you know beyonce has her her stable of devoted fans um right and so yeah the beehive of course and so they will they want to buy anything that she does right and so it's nice that there's an opportunity for them that it exists they're not getting shut up yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I do think, though, like, the the way that I look at the Ivy Park line, in the beginning, because it was limited edition, right, of course it's going to sell off the shelves. But because now it's a staple line, like, it's in a way that, like, not all the, not everything from Jordan sells out right away. Not mm-hmm. everything from Katie sells out right away. It has now become more of a staple than it is, like, a limited collab drop. To me, I don't look at that as a collab. I look at mm-hmm. it as, as a new extension of the brand. Like, mm-hmm. how I can go to the store and buy, like, Jordan brand T-shirts and right. Other things like that. So for me, the expectation isn't for it to necessarily sell out. I love how they're playful and creative. I actually, and to your point, I like that people can actually get it. I think, you know, the things that sit also these days are very interesting to me, right? It's like, 
depending on which way the hype culture goes. Like a Jordan, especially if it's a popular silhouette, right. is going to go right away. Right. I, I'm worried that Fragment is going to oversaturate with things because they've been doing a lot lately. I mean, that was what was so great about the Fragment ones that came out years ago is that it was hard to get them. They came in limited sizes. They didn't even come in my sizes unless it was like a friends and family pair that I was able to get my hands on, which I was not. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think the more and more this stuff becomes common, like I don't want Sakai, to, the even the Sakai's to be another colorway. Did I make a play for them? Absolutely. Did I take it out? Also, absolutely. <laughs> but it's to the point where like, I don't feel like I'm heartbroken over not getting the off-white dunks, for example. I saw mm -hmm. them all over my feed. I had no FOMO. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I, mm -hmm. I think that, like, that's not always a bad thing as well. I do want to clarify that where just I, I like that. I mean, Yeezy was formed, so eventually everyone could have a pair, right? Mm -hmm, I know mm -hmm. some pairs were released more than others, but you see them all over the place. Yep. And I think, you know, that's the way that to me, something like an Ivy Park is, right? Yeah, like the Uni yeah. Ambush clothing. A lot of times, like, that doesn't sell out right away. Or, like, Melody Asani or, you know, Alayli May. The shoes sell out, but not always all the clothing that comes along with it. And I think that's true with a lot of different collabs, except for maybe Travis Scott. Mm -hmm. They also do such a limited run. They're not always available in certain places. But I like that it's accessible. I think, you know, that's part of the culture that's great is that it is inclusive, you know? And I there's so few opportunities where things are as inclusive these days because there's so much hype and so much mainstream support behind it. Yep. I like that it's available, that you yeah. can still get that and rock it. No, I, I think you're dead on with that. And our friend Mike Sykes, who uh, is the author of the Kicks You Wear newsletter, talked about this in a, in a recent newsletter, the one that came out today, actually. There is this, because we talk about the psychology of it all the time, right? This idea of, oh my God, a drop comes. And there's a, there's a drop every week, Right. So and often multiple per week. And it's this constant psychology of like, and it's, we know it's limited amounts that get drops. So you feel like you're like this hamster on the wheel, right? And you're chasing, 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 Absolutely chasing, hamster which, on the wheel, which yeah. you never, I mean, I guess if you're super, super lucky, sometimes you get, most times you never hit, right? I would say it's 99.9% .9 of the time you miss that 0. 0.0001 you hit, right? So that's once every, I don't know, five years or whatever the number is, depending on how often you do it. But when the stuff sits it allows you to have to regain a little more sense of control and power over, okay, what do I want to actually get into here, right? And that's kind of nice, again, for the consumer, right? I mean, look, we all know economics, not supply and demand works, right? That's that's how they keep you part of the hype, the hype train. But when stuff is on the shelves, you can be like, oh, all right, let me go look through this stuff. And then it's like, hey, I actually like this, right? Versus did I really like the thing before or was it just hype that I was feeding into? Right. Like, and I think oftentimes for a lot of people, I don't know if they're able to differentiate between the two. I think most people aren't. And I think, you know, that's what's so interesting right now about sneaker culture is because so many brands and so many retail retailers also back a lot of resellers. Mm -hmm. So that's where like the cogs on the wheel aren't going back the other way. Not anytime soon. This is like the new normal. I think that's what makes things so fascinating. Right. But like, I now see tons of Air Force One drops. I see mm -hmm. every girl. It, like, I feel like the white Air Force One low with a little bit of that platform sole has replaced the Fila disruptors of 2018, 2019, right? That's mm -hmm. like the vanilla milkshake of sneakers right now, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, um, which is why I own zero of those pairs. Um, but I, I just, I think it's interesting seeing like things are everywhere. There's so many colorways. 
at a certain point, just like let people have it. Right. Like <laughs> I wish it wasn't. No. And I don't even yeah. mean the hype releases. I mean, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. the regular. And I think that's where like the, to me, the, and I know we've talked about this silhouette before the Air Jordan one is so fascinating to me in a mid because the colorways are fire. They're churning them out all the time. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to get them, but like, to me, that's a great point of entry if you want to play in sneakers. And some of the colorways are better than some of the high tops. And especially like for women that are looking for something a little bit more petite, Mm -hmm. it's really great. And so I like to see that Jordan is getting flexible with that, right? They're like, they understand the nuances of the hype versus not. And I wish they did a release with ones maybe around holiday where you know that 11's, Mm -hmm. the 11 holiday Mm -hmm. pair usually is a little bit easier to get. They usually do a larger release. Mm I would love to see them do it with maybe with not necessarily a bread yeah. or a Chicago, but like yeah. something that is like a holiday release, even if it's all red with like a black swoosh, like in the way that they did the 11s years ago. I'd be very inter- interested in seeing how that does just yeah. because there's larger quantities. If the, the hype culture is really going to gravitate to it, I think because it's a one, absolutely. But it would be interesting to see in the coming like months and years if Jordan Brand does kind of play around with some of those classic silhouettes a little bit more. Like Dunks used to not be able to get them. Mm -hmm. Now there's almost so many releases. And to your point, like you can get 0.01% of them, but you're seeing a lot of Dunks out in the world Mm -hmm. now. You are, you are. Especially Yeah, and I think what's interesting is we talk about these collaborations and drops and extensions of lines. Like you're thinking like with Ivy Park, like, I think the other part of it is we have to remember, as, as you often point out, Gabby, we are like immersed in it, right? There are people who buy sneakers and clothing who do not follow on social and know this drop yeah. release is coming out. This like the majority of the of the people who buy clothes sneakers do not do not buy it in the way that we look at it from for these releases, right? They just go to the store or go online and go, oh, that looks nice. I'm going to buy that. It's nice to have something like those Ivy Parks or whatever available on the shelf or on the virtual shelf online to be like, oh, I never even heard of this. I didn't know what this is. This looks cool. I'm going to buy it. So that's a that's a nice thing, I think, for everyone, right? Because no, I don't think anyone, the idea of striking out every Saturday morning, like, I, that's not a thing that we want like to the do. The average person's not going to do that. Right. They're going to try. They're going to see that they can't get it. Or they're going to go on a random day and see that it's sold out and be like, nah, um, yeah. gonna get some, I'm just going to get something else. Exactly. 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 Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have these things available so people can just go to the stores themselves and say, oh, I'm, I'm, I like this. I'm going to get it. Yeah. And I know Yeezy is its own entity, even within Adidas. They have its own team, its own branding, its own marketing, all that good stuff own production distribution. But that's where I think Adidas really does a great job where they recognize that something is like a cultural moment and it's trendy and they make enough of it that people can get it. Yeah. Like I look at like the Stan Smiths mm-hmm. or the superstar, yep. right? They you do can always get those. You can always get a classic pair mm-hmm. and you I love can that. also get some iterations. And I think that's something that like, Hey Nike, we love you, but it's okay for people to have your sneakers that are cool. Like, at the end of the day, like, I think they need a little good PR and I, they're doing so many amazing things. So I don't want to say that Nike mm-hmm. doesn't have good PR because I don't, I don't mean that. I think Nike and Jordan brand, because they are the number one and the leader, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they do so much innovation and development and they know trends and forecasting so well, but it would be interesting to see if they took almost Adidas's model and were yeah. like, you know what? We're going to make a dunk low that anyone can get. Right. That's, or that's, that's available. Least, like, like that's always available, right? A classic. Right. That's or there. at least like a lot of people can get it. Like, hey, 
crowdsource, mm -hmm. see what people want. Mm -hmm. Or like a Jordan one that just is like a black and white pair, like the Panda colorway, mm -hmm. you know, nothing crazy. I would love to know if that was a test. Like, I think that would be really cool to see. You know, one of the things that we talked about with our last guest, um, the kid James, um, you know, he talked about for your mental health, you know, you're not getting these, but if there's something I want, he like our good friend, Sneaker Galactus, um, you know, shout out to Chad Jones. Like they have relationships with people within the community and that's how they're able to get this stuff. Right. So that's the other part of it, right? Like the people who are all on the hype train and whatever, and you get a note, it's like, well, you, you, you haven't spent the time to build relationships. Right. Because I know for those guys and not just, not just them, many women too, right? Like, if they, if there's a pair they want, they can most likely get it because of the relationships they have. And that's the part that's important, right? Like you gotta, you gotta build those. You gotta build those. If you, if you truly care about this stuff. No, absolutely. And I think, you know, it's been interesting for me because I always like to repay favors too. So I never really ask for much because it depends on the type of pull that people would need. I can, I have access to certain things, mm -hmm. certain resources, mm -hmm. certain projects, campaigns, but not necessarily inventory, right? right. So like, I, to me, it's amazing. And this is what I love about the sneaker culture. People are truly in it. When I posted about the Fragment Sakai's in the blue the other day, I had a few people reach out to me that were like, hey, do you want to use my Nike account? And like, or like, nice. in your payment info, but do you want to make a play? Because we know that like each time you have a Nike account, it needs a different phone number. Otherwise, your wires are going to get crossed, right? Mm -hmm. Even my brother was like, if you ever need me to like try for stuff for you. And I was like, look at that. Wow. Pigs are flying in New Jersey, let me tell you. <laughs> and my brother said that. I was, I felt like such a proud big sister. Um, but I, but it's true. It's like the, the culture rallies together. Like I'll post about something and I now have people that reach out. They're like, Hey, do you want this? Or I know someone who's selling it at retail or what about this? Or can you reach out to this person? I'm like, cool. Like, what can I do to help you? Like, let me send you a thank you note or let me put you on a campaign or mm -hmm. whatever that looks like. So I think, you know, the sneaker community, the way yeah. that it has transformed, despite all these things that like, you know, maybe are less than ideal mm -hmm. to me shows that it's, it's honestly stronger than ever. It's almost like now that it's become a mainstream, the people that are true in it do look out for each other. And I love that about it. Yeah, and if you guys, you know, listen, we, we've had some great guests on here who talk about this stuff repeatedly and, like, they let you know. We talk about AnotherLane.com, the premier digital marketplace for Dope Kicks, which sponsors uh, America's favorite segment, Shoe and Tell. Like, that's a platform that if you get on there, like, those are the people you talk to because they will help you if this is something that matters to you and you really, you know, you, you really care about that. Um, you know, something else that's coming up today, we talked about uh, Kanye's uh, album dropping. Uh, the cover art for Drake's Certified Lover Boy <laughs> was also. <laughs> First of all, Your response right now is the perfect response. <laughs> well, I like, keep getting alerts on Twitter and Instagram about it, and I'm like, you're going to cut time. For that right I now. love the fact that it's Certified Lover I just. I, it's fantastic. Well, I mean, you know that he's been rocking the heart carved in his hair. He had the <laughs> Nike socks that he did with the hearts on them. I mean, it's only uh... it's only natural that that's a progression following Degrassi, right? Like <laughs> Jimmy was a heartbreaker back in the day. <laughs> we look Degrassi Jimmy. streets. <laughs> Shout out to Degrassi, right? Where 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 folks first got their uh, first intro into one Aubrey Graham. Aubrey Graham, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, we know that he obviously he is a, um, a collaboration and partnership with Nike, um, and I know that the I I got that hoodie, uh, one of, one of the hoodies from from that that collab. I know the shoe is going to be coming out 
uh, very soon as well. I, I don't think I've seen any any images of what it might look like. Um, so I can, I have no dis, I have no opinion about if I'm going to try the cap or not. I mean, it depends on what it looks like, and I have not seen anything yet. So maybe I should look that up and see what does that potential shoe look like. Yeah, I mean, I think like knowing Drake's history with Nike, usually they're classic like monochromatic silhouettes, usually a black mm-hmm. style, a white style. Yep, yep. I think like when he plays with like the Nocta stuff and the OVO mm-hmm. clothing, like mm-hmm. that's where he gets a little playful. Like, you know, when I was in Vegas, I had to go and stop you at did. the OVO, OVO store. store. Yeah. But I've been weirdly like collecting pins. I don't know what <laughs> I'm going to do with them. They're sitting in a jar. But I like weirdly love pins. So I was like, what is something that I can get in the store that I can't get online? So, of course, I got my OVO win Las Vegas t-shirt because I also live in Mm t-shirts. But, you know, I think it's even that. It's like it's a black base. Everything is pretty simple and streamlined even when he does play with color because I'm peeping the Nocta hoodie in the background you, oh, right oh, now. You, oh, you see oh, yeah, it, right? My, <laughs> my favorite Bel Air hoodie. <laughs> yeah, Whenever shout, you want me to borrow that again, you know, I got you. Shouts to, my, to, to that Nocta hoodie. No, it, well, actually, that was funny because that was on Sneakers app, right? when that yep. And I, I was like, oh, let me just click on them. I, I, the thing about hoodies is I love hoodies, so I'm like, all right. You never if have it, enough. Right. Yeah. If it doesn't look crazy, I'm going to come. I'm like, oh, this looks nice. I'm a rocket. Cool. No problem. Um, but again, when this whole sneaker and 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 apparel collaboration come out in a few weeks, we'll see if I if I'm if I'm into it or not. If you're a certified lover boy or not, son. <laughs> Shouts to uh, Drake and uh, you know uh, <laughs> the OVO for him, <laughs> the, the the six god. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm excited to see what comes out. I mean, I think you know. Nike has tried to recreate the magic of when Kanye was at Nike mm. with artists like Drake, with Khaled, you know? Yeah, I think yeah. they have the Nike family of collaborators, creators is amazing. I'm, mm-hmm. Sometimes it surprises me too. Like I expect almost the Drake stuff to get more hype than it does, mm-hmm. but I think because he's been a partner for so long, but I am intrigued to see what it's gonna, what everything's going to look like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm with you. Um, just a little bit of, of quick news. I know um, among the big brands, Reebok, um, one of the big things that people have been talking about in the sneaker biz has been uh, Kirby Jean Raymond, right? Who is Reebok's new VP of Creative Direction. And I know that um, a short film came out called uh, Crate Master. I have not seen it yet, but I know that people who really, uh, one, enjoy him, but also are Reebok fans, really looking forward to this. So I'm excited that Reebok heads have sort of like the first piece of something that, that he's doing. Um, obviously, they hope that this is just the, the the appetizer to the main meal and that, you know, that there, are, there are some really cool things coming from Reebok in that regard, right? Because that's what a lot of the brands have done. They've sort of tapped these really interesting heads of creative now um, yep. because they realize things are, cha- I mean, shocking. Things are changing, right? Like the world is a lot different place and it's continuing yep. to evolve. And sneakers are not just a piece of, uh, something you put on your foot, right? They're art. And, um, you know, how can we continue to push the envelope forward? And when you're, you know, a company like Reebok, right? Like, how can you, you know, stand out and differentiate, right? And so I think it'll be interesting to see what is coming down the pike. Uh, I'll take a look at Crate Master and probably talk about it on next week's show. 
Yeah, definitely. And I think there's just, I love all the content that's coming out around sneakers lately. Like the hype on HBO has been super interesting. Mm -hmm. I've started to dive into that this week and we can talk maybe more about that next week as well. Just some of our favorites, even some of our former guests and people that we've talked about on the show. Mm -hmm. I love seeing the cameos and what's been happening. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also always curious about like how shows like that are being received by more of the mainstream, right? Like are people finally getting a glimpse into what it's like? And I think, you know, and we were talking before we started today's show about, you know, I went to our former guest, Anthony Donahue's, um, an event that he was hosting over the weekend for his sister um, up in the Bronx. And I was talking to a girl there all about sneakers. And she was like, it's so nice to just talk to somebody who, like, gets it, not just <laughs> wants to be right. fascinated with it. And she was right. like, what should I do? I want to take pictures with my son. And I was like, just put stuff out there. Ask people what they want to see. Mm -hmm. Do what makes you happy. And yeah. we were just talking about different styles and silhouettes and this and that. And it was just, it was nice to kind of have that human connection, especially during the pandemic, like when you didn't really have that. And social media has been great. I think like Twitter spaces, jazz. Spotify, Green Kari, Room, Clubhouse, you know, all that stuff. Jazz and Kari and mm -hmm. TJ have been doing some amazing stuff in Twitter spaces specifically. I love seeing all the conversation, but there really is something to be said about being able to talk about this stuff IRL, right? Yep. And I think that's a piece for me that I'm excited for things to go back to that, hopefully. <laughs> well, There's a lot to talk about in the culture, if, aside from Twitter. If, if, if folks behave themselves, we, 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 we can get to it. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, of course, everyone knows it though, but I, I should say it, because I did mention Reebok. We do know that Adidas did sell uh, Reebok to authentic brands earlier this mm -hmm. month. Um, and actually, Reebok took a loss on it. I'm sorry, Adidas took a loss on it, right? Because they bought uh, Reebok for $4 billion, uh, and then sold it for about 2 and a half. So, um, you know, even if you're not a math whiz, you know that's selling at a loss, right? Um, but I do wonder, again, with, with um, the new creative director, what is Reebok trying to do? Um, is there an opportunity for them to sort of, you know, revitalize themselves as a brand we shall see time will tell i agree i'm excited <laughs> well folks that is all for today's show and you know we will be back next week we will have i'm sure some more interesting tidbits for you as i said i'm going to check out crate masters so i'll do a little quick breakdown of that um and you know there's obviously going to be some something's going to happen between now and next week as it always does <laughs> absolutely and Can't as wait. always, you know where to find us. We are part of the Count the Dings family. You know, you can get us where with the original Bomb Show, Crazy Sexy Cool, Growing Up the Same, the Rap Name Podcast, Woke Bros. I mean, it's just all the shows and us. And of course, we are at Kicks and Shit Show on all social media platforms. Until next time, peace.